What is going on, 156, and welcome back to another episode of First and 56. Rondo Griffin, Marcus Martin, Ghoulie cannot be here this time. It's been a long time coming, podcast fans, football fans, Colts fans, but NFL season is officially here. Just had week one. Unfortunately, doesn't go the way we expected it to. The Colts going to drop the week one opener to Jacksonville at Lucas Oil. You know, a lot of things happened in that game, Marcus. Obviously, AR5's debut, Steichen's debut, football's back. Now, unfortunately for my case, I couldn't be there. Marcus, obviously, being a season ticket holder, you were there. So, first things first, let's just talk about it. How electric was that stadium when AR5 walked out of the tunnel for the first time in his career? Man, I can't even describe the atmosphere uh, when, when they announced his name. I mean, I got goosebumps. Um, the, the crowd was electrifying. I mean, it was probably the loudest roar I've heard in a long time, Rondo. Yeah, you know, I, I got to agree with that, obviously. And again, I couldn't, I couldn't be there, you know, physically. Got to watch game on TV. But like I, as I was talking about at work and even just talking to people in general, you know, I, I miss the, the parts that you don't see on TV. Obviously, like you say, you know, so the national anthem, the players running out, obviously the starting line of introduction. Because I actually like you and obviously you saying that confirms everything that I thought it had to be hype because again, kind of like we said on a few episodes before drafting AR five and finally having the guy who's supposed to be the franchise quarterback, it's brought a lot of excitement back to the franchise way back to when, you know, again, Andrew Luck was drafted. Obviously circumstances are different. You know, I don't think any of us expect AR five to hit the ground running like luck did, but it, like you said, it brings that excitement. It's something new. And now it, it's we're building that culture and core that we can look forward to going on in the future. Yes, I, I totally agree. Um, um, he He's not going to be Andrew Luck. You know, he's always he's going to have his ups and downs throughout the year. Um, all we got to do is just be patient and, and, and let the young man learn. I think he's going to do okay, Rondo. I really do. I think, uh, I mean, from what I've seen yesterday uh, live and in person, um, I don't think we have to worry about that quarterback position for a long time. Yeah, so let, let's get into it. So, again, I stated from the beginning of the show, so Colts take the loss 31-21 at the hands of the Jaguars. But let, let's, let's start it off. Let, let's talk the young kid. Let's talk the quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Finishes with a line of 24-37, 223 yards, one touchdown, one interception, what, uh, four sacks. Again, as a debut and with all the questions about him coming in, pre-draft, during training camp, all that, you know, the accuracy. Uh, like you said, I, would he turned out yet or yesterday on Sunday for as a debut? Not bad at all. I Can can I nitpick? Is, is there something he can fix? Absolutely. But I, I think it's understood that we knew there was going to be growing pains. And you could say that about any quarterback you were taking in this draft. There, there was going to be some type of growing pains. Sure, there's the argument that uh, Stroud and Bryce Young might have been more NFL day one ready, but there, there's a trust in this franchise. There's a trust in the in the front in the front office and the ownership that they know that how to build this guy and not break him because that's the key thing. And and that's what um that's what Steichen did for him yesterday. He just kind of simplified simplified the offense for for him. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know a lot of the the fans were you know um were were, were kind of anal about him not taking any deep shots or whatever. But you know Jacksonville played cover two shell pretty much most of the game because they didn't fear the run game. So I think, you know, there was some, there was some times when the defense got us the ball back quite a few times and the offense kind of sputtered. Um, and then, you know, I was scratching my head, like, 
what are you doing, Shane? What are you calling? You know, <laughs> but um, to, to be all, I mean, that, that game was a lot closer than what the score anticipated. Oh, yeah, 100%. Even then, uh, I think what something we've seen for a long time, a, a very winnable game, and the coach played competitive football through all four quarters. Because how many times last year, you know, would we come out strong, die at the end, or come out weak, and then and and strong. I felt that we played four, maybe not consistent quarters of football, but four competitive quarters of football. And uh, that's kind of all you can really ask for. We're used to, again, seeing some kind of debacle happening in the midst of the game, just kind of pick when it's going to. Sure, it's game one. Maybe we're jumping the gun a little bit, but you saw a different product out there in terms of the players and the effort given. Oh, yeah, especially on defense. Um, I mean, we... we we really got to address that back in. We got to make them guys play a little bit more tighter coverage uh, back in the secondary, except for Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore um, played his heart out. Uh, you know, we got those two, those two new guys back there. That's you know they really gonna have to tighten up that coverage a little bit because uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence yesterday was pretty much having his way in the first half. Um, but the defense, I'm definitely not worried about. I know they're gonna show up week in and week out. Is what we going to have with the offense and does Shane open the playbook, you know, a little bit more each and every week? I guess that remains to be seen. Yeah, obviously it remains to be seen, but it's kind of like something you alluded to earlier. He he knows what he has under center right now, and you don't want to overload him. Because like you said, you know, there, there's actually if you look at the flow chart, there's literally no deep shots taken. I believe his longest attempted pass only went about 19 yards. But the thing about that, and I think people forget it, is that what, what was the main uh, discrepancy against Andrew Richardson coming into the draft? It was his short length accuracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunday on the money for the most part. And now you look at the flow chart, a lot of his passes going to his right, and only through like I think three passes to eleven, including the interception. But in terms of those those short range passes, which is what his biggest question mark was coming into the league, he looked great when it came to that. And how many times, ta- Marcus, let's go back to last year. Remember the, the phrase, oh, hit the layups. Matt Ryan's going to hit the layups. Anthony Richardson hit his layups on Sunday. Yes, he, he, did. he did what he's supposed to do. There's no reason to be mad about it. The deep shots are going to come. The big risks are going to come. And like you said, the playbook is going to open up. But it's his debut. It's week one. People want to bring out the thing, of, oh, he only had 13 stars in college. Then the way they played it on Sunday is exactly what you do for someone who has that lack of experience. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, it was a very winnable game. And up until the fourth quarter, you were leading. You were in control. Uh, again, the interception is bad. Sure, the defense kind of falters a little late and let, allow Jacksonville to make a run and take the lead and never re- relinquish it. But we were there. We were definitely weren't overwhelmed, weren't overpowered. It, it's a process, like I've said all the time off the air. It take deal with it how you want we're in a rebuild now it's not a full tank job like arizona or houston but we're in a, we're in a rebuild we're not going to compete for the playoffs this year maybe not even next year but two years from now three years from now once we've got this machine moving look out yeah i, I totally agree like i said my expectations on this year wasn't really high um i'm i just take it week by week and, you know, all I want to do, all I want to see is progression. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want to see. I want to see us get better each and every week. Um, defense, offense, AR, just getting better every week. And that right there shows me, you know, and like I said, it's just one game. 
But mm-hmm. this one game showed me that we're going to fight to the end. Uh, we're going to be competitive. Even if we don't win, we're going to be competitive. So I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this Sunday. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm with you. The only I it really, and maybe I'm being biased, but that's fine. The only negative takeaway I really kind of have for that game is obviously we lost. Uh, the interception, sure, it's bad, and, and the defense kind of, you know, you gave up a couple big splash plays, the the punt return debacle. But mm-hmm. other than that, like you said, clean football, competitive football, you were right there. Mm-hmm. We, we've got something here that we can move forward with. It. You know, as it's been said, we're the literally the youngest team in the league. No, I think only one player on the roster is 30. It's Ryan Kelly. Everyone else, 29 and under. It's mm-hmm. an absolute youth movement, and it's growing towards something later. Yes, um, and and I just know that that that, that, that we're going to be competitive. I mean, like I said, seeing it live, seeing it in person, like I said, that he's going to open that playbook each, you know, more and more as as the weeks go on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he doesn't just want to overload AR with a whole bunch of stuff that you know, that he probably can't remember. Um, I think um, you know the, the funniest thing after that game was one of the uh, uh, media guys they. Uh, they had asked AR, you know, um, about um, about winning, or about losing the game. Well, yeah, about losing the game. He said, um, "I don't know. I didn't. I didn't do enough for us to win." That right there told me a lot about that young man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he took it personal himself that we lost because he felt like he didn't do enough to help us win, even though it wasn't his fault. You know, like I said, there was a couple times. You know, the defense you know, hustled and got us the ball back on, on, you know, when Jacksonville went four and out. And uh, and we just kind of uh, – Steichen just kind of wanted to get the run game going. So there was a, there was one time I think he called like three runs in a row, you know, and we got stopped each and every time. You know, um, we have to get that fixed. We we definitely have to get that fixed. Uh, but overall, like I said, I mean, I, I, I can be – you know, I can come away with a few negative things that, you know, but – um, overall, like I said, I, I, I think he did fantastic. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought up the run game because it's actually going to segue into the next point because let, let's let's talk about it. Like I said, it is it is week one. Obviously, growing pains. We understand that it, it's a new regime going forward. But the run game overall, you know, was terrible. And Richardson ends up leading the team in rushing, going at ten for forty. But then after that, Deion Jackson thirteen for fourteen. Jake Funk, I mean, I'm, I'm going to hold him two, two carries, 10 yards, and obviously Evan Fall, unfortunately, you know, one carry, one yard, and suffered an injury, is officially being placed on the IR, so he's at least out for the next four games. Marcus, I guess we got to talk about the elephant in the room. D- did this game really kind of show the impact and the importance of JT on that roster when he is healthy? As much as I hate to say it, Rondo, Yes. We have to pay JT. Um, Deion Jackson looked horrible yesterday. I mean, he looked absolutely horrible. Uh, he had uh, uh, he he wasn't hitting the holes. Um, he had a couple fumbles yesterday. Um, yeah, he just had a, a wide open cr- across the middle pass paths that he probably could have took to the house. Uh, he dropped it. Um, we definitely have to address that. I don't know how uh, Ursay and, and, and Ballard is going to figure this out before week number four. 
because that's when he comes off the list and he'd be eligible to play in week five. Um, do we pay him now or do we wait till week four? I have no idea, but we definitely have to get either him or if you plan on trading him, I think we better call uh, Kareem Hunt back. Yeah, it's it's such a tough situation because for me, kind of like over the course of the whole thing, it's like I can understand both sides of the argument. I can understand the ownership of that. Look, you just had a bad injury year. You weren't necessarily yourself. And even coming in this year, you're on the PUP, couldn't pass physical, you're not healthy. Why am I going to invest in, in you when, again, as I've said, your best ability is your availability? But then it flips over Taylor, it's, you know, yeah, I got injured last year. The year before that, I put up MVP numbers. I, I've been consistent. I'm, when I'm healthy, I'm on the field. I'm probably your best player on the team, if not on the offense. You know, give me my money's worth. And then you look at the league as a whole, the market, the, the position is undervalued. You know, a, a CMC makes the most money at 16, 16 a year. Kamara at 15. Chubb and Henry get 13, 14. And then, but after that, and, term, and that's long, that's long-term deals. After that, almost anyone of notable name, non-rookies, is on some kind of one-year prove-it deal. You know, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. I, I list goes on and on of quality running backs, very good running backs, and they're not secured long-term because the name of the game has been you draft a guy, you give him on his rookie contract. After that ends, you draft another guy. You, you plug and play. There's a very small few of individuals where it's it's worth giving them that second contract, that third contract. But in, like I said, off the air, really, unless you're kind of just like built like Derrick Henry or your gameplay is like, is like a CMC where you're so dynamic, it, the market has shown it's really not worth to pay you. But Marcus, I, I'm with I'm with you halfway. You've got to get him back in the building. You've got to get him back on the field. Him being there helps AR the most in his rookie development. But I'm still on. You can't pay him long term yet until he shows he could be healthy. And I agree. I, I I'm hoping, and I'm quote unquote hoping. You know, maybe we can work out a one year deal where he's making more than you know the what is it one point something million dollars? I guess he's this year because part of his contract that he he got like three and a half uh, uh up front so um maybe we give him a, a prove it you know prove it deal you know just to, to make him happy you know what i'm saying i mean i i, I have been reading a lot of articles about the uh Ballard's kind of keeping an eye on the market you know what i'm saying so he's basically i think he's keeping an eye on kareem hunt to see where he lands and what he gets we all know what dalvin cook got um so I wouldn't be opposed to to that. I, I mean, I'm you know I'm just saying let's get the guy on the field, see what he got, and then you know, and then we can go from there. Yeah, I'm with you because because again, as a whole, I, I think we all understand that absolutely. When again, when JC's on the field, he's electric. He's absolutely important to this team, but he's, he's got to be healthy. And kind of like we were talking about on the show, the diva off field antics leave those behind. I've fully been under the belief that if he were to come in, show up, get the work done again. Now, if he's injured, that's fine. Get healthy. I think we saw last year with Shaq Leonard. I definitely don't want you coming back early. I want you back hundred percent healthy on the field, but I'm firmly under the belief is that if he comes back in a building, no BS, just back to work shows out. I'm firmly believe that Ballard will pay him. Now I'm not saying he's going to reset the market or anything like that. But I, I firmly believe that you'll get your long-term deal. You'll you'll get secured because then even then, kind of like how I said, because of since we drafted AR this year and of how 
those contracts work, you're in a perfect window to where you can extend JT for a long period, three, four years, if you will. And then when JT is up, it's time to pay AR. And so in terms of the, the cap uh, functionality, you're not hurt in that regard. So it, well, logistically, you're in a perfect situation, but it's about many of those relationships. And obviously when Ballard comes out in a press conference and says that, you know, we, we can fix this relationship. It's not broken. It's not over. It tells me obviously that we're not done with him. And I think vice versa. I don't think JT is done with us either. Yeah, he was given the opportunity to go out and seek a trade. As we have reported, only Miami and I guess Green Bay were um, actual suitors and it led to nothing. I don't think both parties want to have an exodus, but it's about finding that equal ground and getting both sides happy. Yeah, and I agree. And 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 one of us or both of us, you know, would have to come to that agreement. Um, and then we also got to fix that that guard position on the offensive line too. Will Fries, uh, I mean, pass protection is pretty decent, but in run run blocking, he got one of the lowest grades of of, of in out of all the offensive linemen. On, you know, um, from pro what's it called, Pro Football Focus or whatever football it is. <laughs> yeah, um, got one of the lowest grades on the team. So uh, I seen today that we signed. Some guard, some guard to the practice squad. He was, uh, he I think he was offensive lineman from Buffalo or something off their practice squad or whatever. So, uh, but I, I think they see now that 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 guard position has to be addressed. Um, so they're bringing in people to to uh, see if we can fix that problem. But um, I agree with you know with you on that with JT. Um, we, like I said, we 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 got we got to fix it one way or the other. You know, either we either we pay him, we'll get rid of him, and you know. Something, but something has to happen because that run game looked terrible yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And kind of like you said, it, if the run game continues to stall, it, it hurts the offense as a whole because part, part of Andrew Richardson's his skill set is his are his legs. And so if t- if he can't punish defenses because of his legs opening up the pass game, they sit more on his pass game. Now you're allowing him to beat you with the arm. We're not saying he can't beat you with the arm, but it, it's not his forte. Not as much his forte, but. His legs, let's be real, his legs are better than his arm. He's going to be more dangerous with the legs than the arm. The accuracy was good. Like I said, the playbook's going to open, but you got to have both sides of the game run and pass to make this offense fully functional moving forward. Yes. And, like, you know, we, well, like I said, we have, to, we have to address it. We have to get it cleaned up. Um, but like I said, overall, man, um, I, it was a phenomenal game. Right. And so let's flip side of the ball. Let, let's talk defense. Because, again, like, kind of like how you said coming in and with the defense being young but still having those units we've had, those pillars on defense, defense looked absolutely great. Sure, and we knew it coming in. The weak point was going to be the secondary. Youngest unit on the defense, least experienced unit on the defense. But you held Trevor Lawrence and a very good Jaguars offense to 31 points. You know, you didn't really get beat up too badly by them. The, the last score was more established by special teams than it was, you know, Trevor Lawrence and his offense per se. He got mm-hmm. to a few times, picked him off once, never made it easy for him. And lastly, how good was it to see a healthy Shaq back on the field playing all of the snaps? Shaq looked pretty good. You know, I, I watched him pretty much, you know, not all the, the, every snap, but in, even when the, some of the snaps he was in, when he made tackles, he was kind of hesitant a little bit. You can see that he wasn't 
He wasn't the 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 Shaq run to the ball, punch the ball out kind of Shaq yet. So I think if we give him a couple more games, let him get a little bit more comfortable because I know he had that first game jitter. Uh, he'll be back to the old Shaq. But overall, uh, he he looked pretty decent yesterday. Yeah, you know, I'm coming sure a little hesitant, but even then, you got Zaire Franklin, tackle magnet, all over the place. Defoe, once again, showing all the haters what his worth is to this team. And again, at the corner. So, you know, Daryl Baker and and Darius Flowers. Yeah, is his name Darius? Dallas Flowers, sorry. Your starting quarterbacks, extremely young secondary there. Obviously, Juju Brents was inactive for the game. Similar to AR. You're going to get growing pains with that secondary. They're going to grow into it. But it's like we said on, on the schedule prediction show, the, we don't, the, with the way our schedule is, we don't face too many really good threats on the outside. It's kind of the easiest welcome to the league they're probably going to get when it comes to playing corner, playing safety. But we're going to grow with that. Obviously, and we're still looking forward to see Juju get on the field because I, I think he's got a real shot to step up and be CB1 for the future. And with the way the roster is spread out right now, it, it's the job's open for the taking for him. But with you, d- defensively, they're going to keep us competitive, going to keep us in the game, give the offense a chance. And you saw that overall in this game. Again, I would say, really, if you want to get technical, the only bad unit of the game was the special teams. Mm-hmm. which is obviously a far cry from last year. Last year, you could argue social teams was our best unit. And again, the, the, the punt return to Jamal Agnew, very bad coverage. Obviously, you know, Nick Cross, thankfully, makes a touchdown-saving tackle, but defense still gives up the points. But like you said, going forward, what we've seen, and I made the joke on Twitter, X, whatever, mm-hmm. hey, at least we didn't get blown out by 40 on home, hearing the visiting crowd chants on live TV with everyone watching. It's a process that's going to be slow, but we're not a, we're not a doormat anymore. No, no, definitely not a doormat. Definitely not any, any pushover. Um, I know the defense is going to play hard every week and keep us in the game. And I, like I said, I, I know Shane's going to open that playbook up even more, you know, uh, Houston will probably see none of the plays that we call next week. Um, I, I can almost assure it. Uh, I mean, just sitting back, you know, at the game, Rondo, and 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 watching, you know, watching that offense unfold. I mean, seeing uh, uh, motion and 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 I mean that offense looked stunning. I mean, it looks like I'm like, man, we've never seen this in Indy ever. And to have a quarterback like AR to be able to RPO it compared to last year, man, uh, like I said, I got goosebumps. I I think I might have shed a tear a little bit because I was just so happy that we that we that we finally got an offense that we can put on the field and not look stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like I said, I, I'm with you. It's a new era. It is excitement. And like I'm going to keep pairing it probably the whole this season. We've got a lot to look forward to. In the future, we, we got to be patient. We're not going to enjoy the patience part, but it's all going to work out in the end, and we're going to be celebrating a lot later. But So before we end off the show, we again, alluded to it a little bit, but we've got the Texans up next week. I, agreeing with you, I, I think they're going to see a complete different playbook. You're not going to see so much of the similar calls. But, Marcus, with the te- looking for up to the Texans, 
Now, we didn't get it done last week, but I firmly believe if we play the same way we did that week, this next week, it's going to result in a win. What are a couple of things you hope to see overall, or you can even pick up a couple individuals that you want to see different or improved going into this week two matchup? Um, I, I definitely want to see AR um, improve a little better uh, this coming week. Uh, he looked poised last week, so I'm, I'm not really worried about him looking poised again this week. i like for them to get Pittman – in, in involved in the offense a little earlier compared to last game he uh they did they really kind of got him in got him going in the second half instead of you know uh uh early in the first so i'd like to see them get him going and definitely you know we we uh we get that running game uh so hopefully zach moth plays this week uh and see if we can get that running game going yeah i'm with you on one of them i i would love to see it that really the big thing, the Pittman thing. I think early on, you know, AR, he, he went to Josh Downs, kind of the guy he's had the most repertoire with. And I think later on he realized, okay, hey, Pittman's my Pittman's the number one for a reason. He can help me out. So I'm with you. I think you gotta you gotta get to eleven early. He, he's going to be your favorite weapon, your most secure weapon. And then I'll let's go a little different from you. I think Richardson's proven it. Let's open up the deep, shot, deep shots a little bit. Let's give them a chance to air it out. And because I, I made the joke that Alec Pierce was nowhere to be seen uh, on Sunday, but Alec Pierce is the deep shot guy. So you, and if you're not throwing a ball deep, you're not really going to see from him. But let, let's open the playbook a little bit. Let's let him take some chances with Pierce. I, I think, again, playing Houston, it's the best opponent to do it on because they're kind of in a similar window as us, not contending, working towards a rebuild. But let, I love to see open playbook, and then I'll take your last point as well. Let's let, let's unleash Shaq a little bit on defense. You know, you got, you got the you got the jitters out the way. You're back. You're healthy. Let let's see that famous peanut punch. I want. I'm ready for it. Right. <laughs> Definitely ready for it. So yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, that's gonna do it for this one. So first and foremost, thank always as always, thank all of you guys for tuning in and listening. If you're not already, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, at first56. Also, give a follow to Sideline Sports on Twitter, X, Sideline Sport, the number one, first and 56. You guys know the handle. YouTube, the Sideline Sports YouTube channel is the best place to catch all of our live streams, as well as other live streams and videos from everyone on the Sideline Sports team. The title, Sideline Sports, covers all sports. Any team, any sport you're looking for, we've got it. Sideline Sports on YouTube. Give us a follow on Facebook as well, First and 56. And those of you who did participate in the giveaway, that's going to be awarded a little later. Thank you guys also for uh, participating in that, tuning into that. If any of you were able to make it to the tailgate, obviously it was good meeting you guys. Again, I wasn't there. Others were. If you guys were able to make it out, shout out to Zach and Dalton for throwing that as always. But I'm half myself, Marcus Gulick, who cannot be here. Sideline Sports as a team, 156 as the handle. This is First and 56 signing out, and we will catch you guys on the next one.